0: This is Iron Sports, True Oldies Channel. I'm Mike Balsamo. Time to bring in Jeff Fletcher. He's from the Orange County Register. You can also pick up his book, Showtime, the inside story of Shohei Otani and the greatest baseball season ever played. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us again. And, you know, the book's talking about the 2021 season. Who could have foresaw that 2022 would be even more of an impressive season?
1: Yeah, and then 2023 is now uh, doing uh, along those tracks too. So it's uh, it's been pretty amazing that he's, continued doing this
0: now for three years in a row. Ira was a a big proponent of him winning the MVP last year, and I said it should have went to judge. Um, But, you know, he's he's making the case now that Joey could win the MVP every year.
1: Well, I think that that is actually a part of the problem, is that I think people have taken him for granted, and I think that last year there was a little bit of a feeling of, oh, if he's just going to do this every year, we're just going to have to give him the MVP every year and I think that that's why people kind of responded to that and said, you know, let's give it to somebody else. But I don't think he's going to do this every year, and I think that every year he does do it, we should appreciate it and uh, not take it for granted. So I think that it's, it's pretty incredible what he's doing, and uh, every year is that's like this, he should win the MVP, but I don't think we should assume that every year is going to be like
0: this. So, Los Angeles Angels, his team, started off okay. Looked like they might be in the playoff hunt. Mike Trout's gotten hurt. The you know chances are fading every day, and it seems like a foregone conclusion, at least in the media, that Shohei is going to be traded. Do you anticipate seeing this happen? Not, you know, as opposed to the Angels just letting him walk at the end of this year.
1: Uh, well, you've eliminated the possibility of the Angels re-signing him.
0: So, <laughs> well, I it seems like he, it, it, I don't know, you, you would know better than anybody, but it doesn't seem like he's uh, you know absolutely thrilled to be there.
1: Well, I mean, if you ask him how you feel the season's going, and he says, I'm disappointed that we're losing, that's what anybody would say. Uh, I don't think it means that he hates it or that he absolutely doesn't want to stay. I think that people, you know, sort of like when you look at a cloud and you see a duck or a chicken, you know, it would, <laughs> People, people are looking for reasons for Otani to leave. And certainly, don't get me wrong, he is frustrated that the Angels have been losing. He wants to play for a winning team. But uh, I think that he also believes that the Angels have some pieces to be a winning team. He believes that he could help them be a winning team. And there are other things besides just whether you win or lose that matter. And a lot of those things you know, certainly work for him with the Angels. He knows how the whole routine works. He knows how the environment works. The team has bent its whole roster in pretzels to, to fit him in. So I think that all that stuff sort of adds up to the fact that, uh, you know, there is still some chance that he's going to resign with the Angels. It's not a foregone conclusion that he's gone.
0: And, Jeff, you know, I'm from New York, and the New York media basically every day has an article written about how he's getting to the Mets or how he's getting to the Yankees. You know, when he came into the league, he'd said he wanted to stay on the. You know, he wanted to play on the West Coast. He wanted to be closer to Japan. Do you know if anything's changed? And would he be willing to? uh, You know, obviously he can't control a trade, but would he be willing to sign with an eastern Eastern Coast team after this contract's up if he doesn't stay in LA? I
1: mean, he doesn't say. He never really says anything about any question that has anything to do with him playing for another team other than the Angels. He basically will not answer. But the only data point that we have is that when he picked a team the first time. Not only did he pick the Angels, but five of the seven finalists that he met with were also on the West Coast. So uh, that was certainly his preference at the time. Uh, I think that we sort of assume that it's still his preference. Um, but, you know, he hasn't said.
2: I wrote here for Jeff. Jeff, I was at the uh, – thanks again for coming on Iron Sports. I really appreciate it. Um, I was at the World Baseball Classic a few months ago. What an electric atmosphere. And that that final pitch when he struck out Trout, that was just much – that was just the, probably – I guess it was the the I, one of the most exciting baseball games I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, that was quite a show. Uh, and I, I just think it's amazing that, you know, as soon as basically we knew that Trout was going to be in the WBC – and, you know, we knew Otani was going to be there. Everybody's saying, oh, my God, how great would this if Trout faced Otani. But the odds of that happening were still, like, so remote. You know, the teams started on opposite sides of the world, and they had to get through all these games and levels and schedules had to work out. And for it to finally happen, and not just happen, but as the last out of the entire tournament, was just an incredible gift that we got from the baseball gods. And it was uh, it was certainly entertaining.
2: It was so cool when he was in the dugout because he's hitting and then he might be pitching. So he'd run out, run to the uh, bullpen to warm up, come back and hit. It was like you're at a high school baseball game. The best, the greatest athlete is trying to play all these positions. And you're like, wait, this is not a high school game. These are the best players in the world that are playing. And that was so cool. And and you could see how his team, the Japanese players, just the full amount of respect towards him uh, and the love they have for him. What a great teammate and a leader he was for that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was very excited to play in that. It's something that he, you know, he grew up watching Ichiro play in the WBC, and he really wanted to do it, and he, he was hurt the last time they had one in 2017. didn't get the chance. So uh, this was definitely a big, exciting thing for him. And, and also, you know, as we've talked about, the Angels have not really given him the chance to play, you know, for for a championship. And so this was sort of some replacement for that that he got to experience.
2: You mentioned in your book, your book. I suggest everybody go get this book. It's a it's a great back. So you can learn about the backstory about where how Ichiro, where uh, Otani grew up and, and his life that perspective. But remember, he had those injuries in 2018, the Tommy John surgery. But since then, since you know the 21, 22, 23, after he recovered that, he's been relatively healthy now for the last three years.
1: Yeah, I think he's played the most games of anybody on the Angels, uh, which <laughs> is really the opposite of you know what it was for uh, 18, 19, and 20. He was. He had a lot of injuries, he slumped, and the team gave him a lot of days off. They they eventually realized the days off were not preventing the injuries, so let's just forget what the days off. And uh, he's been incredibly durable. Uh, that being said, I mean, who knows what's going to happen five, seven, eight years from now. So it's certainly going to be interesting when he signs his next contract, how a team you know, evaluates that.
2: Just to double up on a question that Mike asked about Billy Epler, who was the general manager of the Angels. What he signed, there's now with the Mets. So the Mets fans are thinking, well, that could be our in. And then, of course, we had Brian Hoke on from the, uh, who covers for MLB.com, the New York Yankees. I'm talking about Judge, and there's all that talk about, you know, pairing a Judge and Otani and what that would be like. Um, do you think that Epler, do you think that is going to be a pull at all uh, for him to maybe go to the Mets?
1: Well, I think Billy Epler was, maybe the single biggest reason that otani picked the angels in the first place uh so they definitely had a good relationship that being said i mean can you tell me billy upper is going to be the mets general manager next year <laughs> that's a good they're one. not really doing that well right now so uh you know i think that that certainly is uh part of the equation
2: so, you know, we had you on last year in August, and, and I remember, I'm going to ask this question again, because I think some of my listeners run on four radio stations here in South Florida, and they didn't hear this, but give us a little bit about, from your book, about his background. I mean, I was intrigued that he did not grow up in a baseball-playing area. It's actually what you would consider, like, a northern area of, of Japan. Uh, to give us a little bit about of his background and, and where he came from.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's sort of comparable to, like, Minnesota, <laughs> here in the <laughs> U.S., to where it's it's cold a lot, and they don't they don't play as much baseball as they do in other places. But he, he was just totally <clears> – <throat> excuse me. He was totally focused on baseball and, you know, set his goals from when he was young that he wanted to be the best baseball player. And uh, You know, what was really interesting is that he didn't really think about being a two-way player until the uh, Nippon Ham fighters gave him the opportunity to do it. Otherwise, he was just going to come to the U.S. right out of high school and probably would have just been a pitcher. So uh, the way that all emerged was was a very interesting story too.
2: Yeah, I mean that was it was tremendous. And then and and even he decided to he could have waited and sort of played the system and made a sign the big contract coming to America. But he he actually gave up a lot of money just to come to America when he did.
1: Yeah, the, because of his age, he was limited to the amount of money he could get in a bonus. He was basically treated like he was a. 16-year-old shortstop from the Dominican Republic as opposed to being a big free agent like, you know, when Matsuzaka or those kind of guys came. Uh, So he he definitely could have gotten a lot more money if he'd stayed. But on the other hand, he did have a grade one UCL uh, injury while he was in Japan. So he might have had a feeling that two years from now, who knows what's going to happen. And and it turned out that he did have Tommy John surgery within those two years. So uh, we don't know what would have happened in history if he would have, stayed in Japan, ended up having Tommy John surgery in Japan. Then he might not have been a two-way player anymore and might not have gotten all this money and who knows how it would have turned out, but I think he's he's going to get the money now.
2: Now to talk about some other teams uh, We're down here in Miami And Messi just came to Miami LeBron said he wanted to take his town to South Beach uh, We have Damian Lillard who wants to come to Miami I, I just don't think we're going to get Shohei to want to come to, to South Florida But the Dodgers uh, Again, they last year they, they sort of let their free agents go They didn't sign anyone And they're like, it seems like they are gearing up To make this offer uh, for Otani And, and he gets to stay in the same Like 30 miles away uh, what, what you're thinking about the Dodgers Attitude towards this?
1: Yeah, I think that everybody kind of correctly assumes the Dodgers are the front runner to get him as a free agent because you know if he wants to win, they're one of the teams that wins every single year. They've got lots of money. uh It's it's not a big fishbowl media market like New York or Boston or something like that. uh It's the same area. It's on the West Coast. I mean, it seems to check all the boxes. So uh, I think that's why a lot of people assume the Dodgers would be the favorites.
2: And then the money, I, I was just on my drive over here. I said, I think people think he's going to get a $700 million contract. And he's like, oh, that's impossible. He would never be offered something like that. But we just saw Juan Soto turn down from the Nationals a $400 million contract. So it, is it that extreme that Otani would be offered something like $700 million?
1: You know, I actually don't think he's going to get that kind of a deal because I think that basically there there's going to be five or six teams that are in the ballpark financially of what he's gonna deserve, which is the biggest contract in history and you just have to go over four twenty seven to get to that. And then after that he's just gonna pick the place where he wants to be. And I don't think that if a team is not where he wants to be that they're gonna be able to convince him otherwise with another fifty million dollars. So I don't see it becoming a bidding war to where the price would really go up that high. I think that everybody's gonna throw their five hundred million out there or five hundred and twenty five or five thirty or whatever and then he's just gonna pick the place he wants to be and there won't be, like, continued, like, an auction or something like that. Uh, I just – I think he's going to go where he wants to be happy and – Five hundred plus million
2: is plenty. I'm <laughs> yeah, well, sure he, yeah, I, I would say that. So I, I wish he would come. up. Maybe he, would, he hopes he has. He could have come up with the arrangements Messi has here in South Florida, where he's owning this and owning that stream and this stream and all those things. Um, and for those things, but for the next two weeks, though, do you think that it would be a situation where the Angels, if they make that decision to trade, um, you know, they would co- it would be something where they'd have to get his permission, not permission, but the, it would he'd have to talk to the teams that they were potentially going to trade him. To. Too, I don't think a team would, would trade for him not having talked to him.
1: Uh, actually, no. I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. I, I think that, uh, you know, he's not going to negotiate a new deal with a team, you know, in, in 48 hours when he's never even been there. So whether he talks to them or not, I don't think is really going to happen. I think a team that trades for him would just have to take a gamble that you're going to be able to convince him in two months that he should stay. But I don't think you're going to have any assurances uh, in any way of that. So I think that's the way it's going to go.
2: So is your prediction is he's just going to stay? Like, I mean, for the Angels perspective, now we have their owner, Artie Marino was going to sell the team. Now he's saying I'm going to own the team. Do you feel like the Angels are going to say, look, let's wait to the end of the year and then we'll try to work on it to try to keep him?
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, every day that they lose, uh, I get a little, I feel like there's a little better chance of them trading him. But at this point, I still think that they, they want to re-sign him. And they feel like they can re sign him. And if they trade him, they feel like that sorta of closes the door on re signing him, which it doesn't technically like by the rules, but you know, practically it has, you know, historically. So I think that uh if they do still have him on August second, it's gonna be because they really wanna re sign him.
2: Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on IRON Sports. I encourage everyone to pick up your book. You're all in the bookstores. I mean, again, it's one of those things where you can go on Amazon for, on, on Shohei Otani, your book. You're know, the only one, I think, that has a, the most uh, detailed book about it. So, again, thank you so much for coming on IRON Sports.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.